The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. You are listening to Zeitgeist Lab Collections from Itchy Grundle Podcast. In Collection 3, Brian and Alex metaphorically traveled north to Canada to investigate the Canadian content that seems to be pervasive everywhere. This is Episode 14, Norm MacDonald. Welcome to the Zeitgeist Lab Pod Collections. Collections Pod. I'm fucking that up all over this season. My name is Alex. My name is Brian. And you are joining us in the midst of Season 3. We're talking about CanCon. We're back from our COVID hiatus. Our sense of taste is back. Our balls are itchy. And we're ready <laughs> to pod. <laughs> Brian, how how are we doing tonight? Um, alright. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, we we're just talking about how off my like, how stupid my life is right now, which I don't want to get into. Right. So we talked about it off mic. You said you didn't want to talk about it on mic. Then you mentioned it on mic specifically to say we shouldn't talk about it. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, if you don't want to talk about your stupid life, uh, what, what what should we talk about? I mean, we need something off the top. I feel like this is going to be a short episode already. Really? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess um, my... my my work doesn't think I have COVID because I gave them a home test and they're like, those are unreliable. Give us a PCR test, which are impossible to get. So by the time I get them a PCR test, I'll be negative. And then what? I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> Did you tell them about the itchy balls? No. I think that should be proof enough. Right. What did you do to your work? I so because I found out that I was positive. Like on my way to work, I stopped and got the rapid test because here in Utah we've got like tons of just drive-through places, and if you go at the right time, the wait is not horrendous. So uh, on that Wednesday morning, I just stopped and got a test and I got to work and had my first meeting and I checked my phone and said I was positive so I called my HR director and he's like oh okay I need you to go home I said yeah I know he's like can you come back on January 3rd which was the next day I was going to be working anyway so I was like okay I'm going home and that was that was pretty much it so they were chill with a rapid test yeah, I mean, I could have lied for all they care. He didn't ask for proof of that. I just called him. I could have gone into his office, but I don't want to be a dick since I just found out I had COVID. So I called him on his phone and told him. And he was like, okay, I just need you to go home. I was like, yeah, I figured. And, yeah, that was pretty much it. That's chill. Yeah. They, I mean, yeah, I don't want to get too much into my work situation. But, yeah, at the very least... They, they were fine with that. Um, but since then, so here's the thing. We've talked, we, I mean, we did a fucking extravaganza 
live stream emergency pod about COVID. But I'm now, I'm, I don't know if I actually had COVID or if my body is just superhuman. So in the time since we've last spoken, well, that night, so, okay, I get my positive test. I leave work. I go and take my kids. Daisy goes and gets tested. All three of them came back negative. And so they came, they came back negative, and I was like, well, that's weird. We live together. Seems like at least one of them should have had it. So that night, we went to get the PCR test, which is more reliable. We waited in line for, like, 20 minutes, maybe, which wasn't too bad. It felt bad at the time, but I soon learned that 20 minutes wasn't bad at all. Um, no. And the next only day... an hour and a half today, only to find out that this place got shut down. Yeah. So the next day, all four of our tests came back negative. And I was like, well, that's kind of weird, because I had a positive test on the same day so maybe they fucked something up but it was the holiday weekend and we're boring anyway so we just kind of stayed close to home and said you know better safe than sorry um and then sunday so this would be thursday friday saturdays four days later we all went back to get rapid tests but the thing about utah is uh we've got a lot of moments here they don't really do stuff on sunday so as i mentioned earlier there's a lot of drive-through testing sites here in utah but on sunday there's, there are only two open in Salt Lake County. And the rest of the week, it's normally anywhere from like 20 to 30. So they have two. So we showed up in our car at like 3.30 on Sunday afternoon. And we finally got to the front of the line at 6.50, like 10 minutes before they closed, and got our mm-hmm. test. So we waited in line for over three hours. Mm-hmm. But we all came back negative. So I don't know. If I did have COVID, my body beat it within 12 hours, at least beat it to the point where it came back as negative on a PCR. So True. I don't know. I've definitely been sick, but I am not. I don't know if it was COVID or not. Wow. But the worst part was waiting in a car with two children aged five and two for three and a half hours. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't be able to do it. We didn't want to. It was not an easy decision to make, but we felt like it was the right thing to do because, you know, Miles was going back, supposed to go back to school the next day, and we're like, well, we don't want him to be positive and send him out in the world spreading his little disease. And unfortunately, the at-home rapid tests are, like, completely sold out everywhere. You can't find one anywhere because it's just such fucking high demand. I was able to find one easily. Really? Yeah, that's uh, not that the at home test. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, I mean, went to my nearest Walgreens and they had like, uh, no, like, and I was like, um, where where you guys' COVID test? And the lady was like right behind you, and I was like, oh, there's a whole stack of them. Wow. Okay, that's good. Good for you. I we didn't try this time around, but we tried no, the day. No, but Alex, it's not what my it's not what my work <laughs> required. Right. They required a PCR test. <clears throat> Which is, that's fucked up. Yeah. So according to them, I never had COVID. Well, what's really stupid is that the rapid tests, it's true that the rapid tests are not as accurate, but what I've read is that they're more likely to give a false negative than a false yeah, positive. Right. So, I, I don't know. In my it mind, it does it on the, on the directions. If you don't do it right, it'll give you a false negative or a false positive. Yeah, 
I, I don't know. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. All right, well, enough about COVID. This is going to seem really untimely considering the fact that this isn't even the next episode that we're dropping. So uh, two weeks ago we had COVID when you're hearing this, but all of our listeners know that because they caught our amazing emergency pod about it. So let's move on. Let's, let's take a trip down south. Let's just forget about COVID for a little bit, and let's put on some, uh, you know, our bathing suits and hop into the very tropical, moist, humid grundle that rests right between our our balls and our asshole. All right, let's take a trip down to the grundle. Yeah, um, we we thought we were gonna record this two days ago. Um. So I put out the call for questions two days ago. So we'll start with those. Perfect. Um, do, 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 do. Um, one, where's this picture you, you tweeted? Uh, I just been um, tweeting like a few random pictures tonight because I was bored. Okay. So we have Betty White receiving her halo in heaven from the other three Golden Girls, and then a, a headline about how I met your father. The much yeah, anticipated yeah. Hulu series. Oh really? Are you are you excited for how I met your father? Oh no, not at all. I got a push notification with this headline, and I thought it was the most asinine thing I'd seen in a while. Worthy of a tweet. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, Hold on, hold on, hold on. There's there's been a lot of activity on our Twitter the last couple days. Yeah. Yeah, I I have a question about that, too, because... I, again, I'm always instructed, keep the diarrhea talk on my own timeline, but then you retweeted my video where I'm reading tweets about diarrhea. I mean, better to have them all in one place. <laughs> I guess. Alright, I got I got them here. Alright, let's do this That's thing. a good segue, too. <laughs> what worst thing will Alex start talking about all the time after diarrhea? Um, Gabe Sluice wants to know. The Sluice is loose. Sorry, can you repeat it? I was laughing. I heard the word diarrhea, but I feel like it was a multiple choice question. No. What worst thing will Alex start talking about all the time after diarrhea? Oh, my post-diarrhea life. Honestly, I I think the only worst thing you could tweet about is is like denying the Holocaust. (laughs) Okay, all right. That's obviously really bad. But there's got to be something before that, but worse than diarrhea. No. Okay. So, on your level of horrible Twitter takes or Twitter topics, it's Holocaust denial, diarrhea, and then the decisions of the top two? For you, yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, Let's see. I don't know if I, I don't... I don't know if I can weigh in because that might be unfair. I don't have anything planned. I've been really leaning into the diarrhea thing lately. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can tell you it's never going to be Holocaust denial, but um, yeah, I don't know. I try to not be like super 
sexual in my tweeting. So I just don't know what the level is after diarrhea. I'm just... I'm just imagining you making a TikTok with like it's like it's you with like, you with like a goofy face filter saying that number's a little high. Wait, what? <laughs> that number's a little high. What is that? In reference to the Holocaust. Uh, oh, okay. I mean, this is so bad. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got like a goofy face filter in your thing, man. Oh God! Okay. Like you had on fire or something. I, I can, I can tell you that's that's not gonna happen. That's not gonna be your next arc, okay? No, okay. but maybe more twi- maybe more TikToks about diarrhea would be interesting. All right. Jordan Lane wants to know: pool or darts? They're both stupid. Wow, that's that's a hot take. That is a hot take. I mean, I feel like it's something you pool or darts. They're like bar games, right? I'm not a bar person. I'll go to a bar, but mainly to like drink and then eat like a burger with nothing but bacon and ketchup on it. So I don't get up and <laughs> play play pool or darts. I guess if I had to pick pool, because I probably am a, I'm not saying I'm good at it but I know I'm better at it than darts so at least I have a chance of enjoying it because I'm also the type of person that gets very frustrated with things that I'm not good at your life thing continues to confuse me <laughs> wait why the only reason why you go to a bar is to drink and eat a burger <laughs> with something but bacon and ketchup well I go to drink so the thing in Utah is I mean <clears throat> you can go to a bar I'm trying to think, because I don't really even go to a bar that often. Like, I'm never just going to go in the bar and get a drink. I don't even know if that's actually a- allowed in Utah. You might have to have some sort of food. But uh, but either way, yeah, like, I, if, I, if I just want to get drunk, I'll just go to the liquor store and do that here. So if I go to a bar, I'm usually going to enjoy food, and that's usually a hamburger with bacon and cheese and ketchup on it and nothing else. You yeah. Well, I shouldn't say your lifestyle confuses me so much as it fascinates me. Wow. Should season five just be about me? Should I be the topic of an entire season? That'd be really weird. (laughs) Anyway, um... If I'm sober, I'm really bad at pool. But if I'm drunk, I'm way better at pool. What? How does yeah. that work? Um, I just feel like I like I let go of my nerves and I I stop thinking about it too much. Okay. I overthink how to play pool when I'm supposed to over. Gotcha. So I don't quite know how to hold the the the, the uh, stick and then like hit the ball. Gotcha. Uh, that that motion is hard for me sober and I think about that less when I'm drunk now is playing pool something you do a lot at bars because you you often retweet that one account and point out bars that you've blacked out at in the Madison area do you when you go to bars do you play pool sometimes okay I don't go to bars anymore though that was okay to walk behind me so I mean, what is if if you think it's fascinating that I go to a bar and drink and eat? What like what is your typical bar experience? 
Well, I mean, I, I don't. I, I, the only thing I found about that that was fascinating was your burger choice. <laughs> I mean, most people go to bars to eat and drink. Okay, so it's just the fact, like the fact that the burger has nothing on it, or the fact that I choose a burger. The fact that the burger has nothing but ketchup and bacon on it. Right. Well, there's a puddle of ketchup next to it as well. That's you're you're you're, you're deeply troubled. Yeah. I, well, we know this. This is not news. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I like darts a lot though too. So it's hard for me to pick one. Here. Are you any good at darts? Yeah, oh, I'm. I'm pretty good. I'm gonna go with darts on this one. Okay. And you went with pool. It's interesting. It wasn't until just now when you read it. Like when you read the question, I understood it. But I I was looking at the responses the other day since we weren't recording. I was just interested. And for some reason, when I read it the other day, I thought it was like a swimming pool or darts, which obviously that makes no sense. <laughs> but, t- but tonight I, I understood the assignment. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> All right, so then uh, you you post a question that I'm not going to read. Okay. I didn't know I wasn't part of the grumble, but fair enough. All right, fine, I'll read it. <laughs> what would it feel like if diarrhea came out of your pee hole? And there's three E's on the word pee for some reason. <laughs> yeah? Why don't you go first this time? <laughs> I just I've had enough of, I've I've had about enough of this. All right, let's move on to the next question. Then. All right, so going over uh, to today, um, we had two different two separate questions from Shirley. All right, perfect. Official friend um, yeah. of the pod now that she's been a guest. Yeah, absolutely. What were the best that truly wants to know? What were the best and worst parts about having COVID? Okay, well, you go first this time since I went first in the last question. All right. Um, oops. Um, the, the best part was. Uh, I guess missing work. You got that staycation. Kinda. I mean, I really, I really wanted a staycation. In general, so I, like, I was my okay. So my vision for COVID was gonna be, all right. I tested positive, and then they're gonna make me quarantine for ten days. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be and I'm this COVID thing's gonna last for maybe four days, and then I'm gonna have six straight days where I can just get get high and do nothing. Okay. And that wasn't quite what happened at all, even a little bit. Damn. So, um. What? How was it to lose your taste? Maybe sorry. Maybe that's the worst thing. I, I'll let you finish the question, the answer before we get into that, because. I've never lost my taste, like, ever. Really? Yeah. I do every time I get a sinus infection. 
Yeah, and I get sinus infections. I never lose my taste. I mean, sometimes maybe it's a little bit harder to taste, or it's not like as... I mean, pungent's probably the wrong word, but like I never like fully lost my taste. I think I would go insane if that happened. Well, judging by your tweets, you don't have taste to begin with. <laughs> ha ha ha. Got taste for diarrhea. Ugh. Okay, so what's the, what's the worst part about COVID then? So, well, I don't even think I said the best part. Um, you said it was missing work. Oh, yeah, that's right. And the worst part was, um, I guess, losing taste. That was pretty bad. That was pretty annoying. Does it make you eat less when you lose your taste? No. Okay. But even that's not terrible because, like, you then you kind of focus more on the, on the texture of food, I feel like. Because hmm. it's still something it's still something you're doing, so you want to focus on it. Right. Somehow. So, yeah, I focused more on the texture and tried to find a way to... I still tried to wait... I found... I still tried to find a way to, to enjoy eating. And so were you successful? What? Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would, you know, like, focus on, focus on the texture and just, like, figure out, like, oh, I enjoyed this. I, I not like to do it, do I, like, enjoy the taste of, of a sandwich? It's just familiar texture as well, so. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't really all bad, I guess. Um. I guess the situation with my job is just really annoying and trying to get tested has been really annoying so I think that, that might, those things might be the worst part gotcha actually so the best part was not having to go to work and the worst part is having to deal with trying to get back to work yeah I guess so well I mean the, the getting tested part is, was, was, has been a shit show as well yeah so for me the best part was being able to tell people I had COVID I think that's pretty epic saying I've got COVID because then you earn like some sympathy points I think Okay. I have COVID and it really gave I mean it gave me something to be tweeting about all that day and it fueled our emergency podcast which I thought was um, not the worst thing we've done sadly Uh, and yeah and the worst part is having to wear a mask all day because my kid's uh, test came back negative. So I was like, well, I better fucking put on a mask while I'm home all day with them. So I had my mask on for like 48 hours straight until my PCR test came back negative. So that fucking sucked because I hate... Like, luckily I work in a job where I'm in my own office so I don't have to wear a mask unless like someone else comes in. Um, so I... I've been blessed enough to not have to wear a mask for long periods of time, and having to do that that day and the day after sucked. Mm-hmm. You weren't quarantining from your children. I don't have. I, my house is not big enough to allow for that. I don't know how that oh. would work. Oh. And especially because it's like a super busy time of year at work for Daisy, and she has to work from home. So she's yeah. like up in the bedroom, and I had to bring the kids home from daycare. So I had to look after them because I felt fine, like fine enough. 
Um, mm-hmm. And so it was just kind of, yeah, I'm going to have to be around them. Um, but I'll wear a mask and see if that helps. And Right, I, yeah. I guess it did. I don't know. Yeah, no one's sick. Yeah. Um. All right. Um, Dave, or not Shirley. Her second question is: Is love real? I mean, yes. See, you're married, so you, you the answer is obviously going to be yes. I'm presumably happily married. Yeah, right. But even outside of that, that <laughs> I don't need that to prove that love is real. I've got kids. I've got cats that I used to love. I've got <laughs> uh, I've got McRibs. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, if the question was, is romantic love real? I mean, I would still say yes. Like you said, happily married. Oh, okay. But, okay, but then I can yeah. understand how maybe someone would say no if they weren't in a relationship or had been jaded. But if it's just, is love real? Yeah, of course. And it doesn't have to be for people. It can be for a food um, or a bodily function or anything like that. I don't think romantic love is real because the girl that texted me on Tinder yesterday didn't text me back today. Damn. I know, she just, in her bio said she just wanted someone to just go see Bright Eyes on her birthday with her. And I was like, hell yeah, I'll go see Bright Eyes with you on your birthday. And what did she say? Oh, I didn't, that conversation didn't actually happen because she didn't text me back. Oh, so she never, you texted her once, but she never. No, she messaged me first. She super liked me. Oh, okay. I don't know what that is. But apparently that's the thing on Tinder where you super like someone. Interesting. But you haven't heard back from her? No. So romantic love is not real. Okay. But like other kinds of love are real because I love my cat. I love love my family. You love weed? I love weed. I love being high on the podcast. I love the podcast. You love the podcast? Wow. I love podcasting, yeah. It's okay. fun. I look forward to this every day. Oh, right. I'm shaking. I'm nodding in agreement. Sorry. No one no one other than you and I could see that, so I don't want anyone to think I'm just like letting it hang there in awkward silence. Like, yes, <laughs> I, I too look forward to podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So those are all the questions we had from the Grundle. Okay. That was, pretty, that was a pretty decent load. Decent. I was hoping we would get more today. But yeah, some of our... Some the usual suspects are absent. Yeah. This is true. And that's okay. Because like I explained uh, on our Fucked Up episode, if you're just going to come in here asking questions about uh, I don't know, how tall your igloo should be, we're fine with not getting your your input for a week. It's it's cool. Uh, okay, so we're here to talk about famed Canadian comedian Norm Macdonald, and specifically, we're here to talk about his book, his memoir. Air quotes around that. 
based on a true story. So, Brian, at the beginning, like, right before we started recording this season, um, Norm passed away, died of mm-hmm. diarrhea poisoning, presumably. No. Not cancer. It was cancer. 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 Be respectful. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. He died of, uh, uh, after a, uh, a struggle with cancer. And private struggle with cancer. Very private, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I was emotional about it. I've always, um, I've always looked up to Norm as a comedian. Uh, I think he's one of the greatest SNL cast members. Um, and it, this was all happening right as we were getting ready to start this season, which is why I will always link uh, Norm's death to The Weaker Thens. I, I was listening to that album again just this last week and still just thinking about, like, it took me back to that. And I think, I don't know, like, I struggle with this because I get so sick of, like, listen, like watching the discourse go back and forth about, like, for instance, John Mulaney and his ex-wife and Olivia Munn and they have a baby and blah, 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 blah. And, like, uh, that's no, like, no disrespect to them. They have their lives that happens, but I hate watching people get obsessed with things like that but then I feel like such a hypocrite when I get like emotionally invested in the death of Norm Macdonald. Right. I don't think you're the only one like that. Um. Yeah, I wasn't really affected by his death very much. I mean, I, I've seen Dirty Work once and I really liked it and I always liked him on SNL, but I wasn't a super fan like that. Right. And I, like I mean, a lot of I, people were. I guess I I've never seen Dirty Work, so I probably can't even be considered like a super fan because that's just not that's not a uh, one of his things that I've seen. It's just always been like seeing him on talk shows, SNL, and then like his stand up specials. But yeah, I've never watched Dirty Work. Is that is that worth watching? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um. Yeah, but I know he influenced a lot of people that I really like a lot, like all 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 the boys from Cumbtown. Okay. Are a big influence on. He was a big influence on them. Um. So. So yeah, that that's that. I guess you know he's played a big role in my in my life through that. I guess. Okay. Cumbtown is one of my favorite podcasts. Gotcha. I, yeah, I still don't listen to that. I, I I don't recommend it. What? You just said it's one of your favorite podcasts, but you don't recommend it. No, I, it's it's not. It's it's for a certain kind of person, a certain kind of humor. Okay. What kind of humor? If not diarrhea. Definitely not diarrhea. <laughs> it's not. It's not diarrhea humor. No. Um. It's just, I don't know, it's hard to explain. I'm not going to explain Town on the podcast. <laughs> okay. There are just, like, certain things I just straight up won't explain. <laughs> I've, I've noticed. Okay. That would probably, like, even though it would probably be a benefit to you because you're asking politely. <laughs> and I'm just like, no, I'm not going to explain that to you. Okay. I don't know why that keeps happening. <laughs> But um, but yeah, I always thought Norm Norm Town was really cool. Um, especially on SNL. 
Um, I think people that the people that get fired from SNL are often better than the people that just are become like legendary for being on the show for so long. Right. I'm trying to think of anyone else that got fired from SNL that I would think is like great. I mean, plenty of people I'm sure have gotten fired. Yeah, I, mean, I guess they uh, always talk about like technically Sandler and Farley got fired, but that was like it's not really clear on whether or not that was true, or they may have just quit because they knew they were about to be fired. It's like those two come to mind. Um, I don't want to get his name wrong. Okay, but someone from the more modern era comes to mind. Um. Well, I think I think his name was um yeah Brooks Whelan he got fired from SNL somewhat famously Brooks Whelan is he the one that didn't even make it like he got fired before he started no that's um that's Shane Gillis. Okay. Gillis rocks. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Brooks Wheeler was on for like a season or two, and he got fired and made a big deal about it. Oh, really? What, dude, like he just wasn't, his contract wasn't renewed at the end of the season, or they fired him for a specific cause? Uh, I think he got fired for some reason. Let me look that up. I'm showing here a source close to SNL confirms to the Hollywood Reporter that the show declined to renew Whelan's contract. Oh. Uh, yeah. I thought he got fired. Getting fired is a lot cooler. Oh, absolutely. I'm trying to think, because obviously Norm, there was Charles Rocket. Did No, I don't know if Charles Rocket actually got fired. I mean, a lot of the cast did not get renewed at the end of season six. I don't know. I'd have to go back and listen to our SNL season. But, yeah, I mean, being fired from SNL can be pretty cool. Or getting banned from SNL is pretty cool. Right. Like Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah, or, um, like, The Replacements and Fear. Right. Sinead O'Connor. Yeah. Chevy Chase. I think Chevy Chase is banned from SNL, at least from hosting. Yeah. Have you been to 30 Rock before? I have been to 30 Rock, yeah. Yeah, so have I. I I took the tour. Yeah. They tell you about all the people that are banned. (laughs) It's It's a cool tour. Did you do the thing... Or was this the thing when you were there? Could you be on, like, a simulated version of Conan? No. No. When I visited... When I did the 30 Rock tour, that would have been, like, 2013 or 14, so it was after his time at NBC had ended. Uh, there's, um, there's a thing at 30 Rock where you could, like, um, sit on, like the couch or whatever mm-hmm. 
and then like there's like a simulated version of like a Conan interview. Oh wow! Fuck, that would've been cool. Like you're on Conan, like being interviewed by him. Hmm. By the video camera. My parents, I, I, I did it, and I'm wearing a Slipknot shirt. Safe. <laughs> Quote interviewed by Conan. <laughs> so we have a videotape of that somewhere. Nice. Okay, so we quote unquote read the book based on a true story, which is to say we listened to the audio version because look, I enjoy reading books. I don't know about you. I know we've talked about other books we thought about doing, you've always mentioned Audible. Um, or audiobooks, so I assume that that's kind of like your preferred method. For me, it's not, but I don't know how anyone could read this book instead of listen to Norm narrate it, because, I mean, I think that really adds to the experience. Yeah, no, I don't prefer audiobooks. Um, oh, okay. No, not at all. Um, but, um, yeah, I thought him, and I don't know who the other person was, um, at it. but uh, yeah, it was pretty pretty nice. So, what did you like? What were your main like? What were your initial thoughts about about the book? Um, I fell asleep during a lot of this. <laughs> okay. But the parts that I remember, <laughs> um, I, I I thought I thought the parts. With him on SNL were interesting, obviously. Right. The parts where it's simply dirty work, I thought was one of the was my favorite part. Um, I thought the narrative was interesting. The part where the ongoing narrative of him in the car with that Egan fella. Egan. Egan, yeah. I thought that was really interesting, but kind of confusing. Um. Yeah. Other than that, I I fell asleep during a lot of this and didn't go back and listen to it. <laughs> okay. So nothing, because you. I think we struggled with this the last time we had like a long audio assignment when we listened to the True Crime podcast. But towards the end, like something roped you in and then you got interested. There was nothing, nothing like that here where you finally like something just kind of grabbed you and then you were. You were attentive for the rest of it, or? I mean, the, the SNL years I was, and him getting fired was pretty significant. Yeah, the SNL stuff was really fascinating. I mean, obviously most of this, like a lot of the framing narrative is obviously not tr- not true, right? Like, it's all just like made up stuff to make the story more interesting. But I, I was curious about how much of the SNL days is is accurate and how much is not. I'm going to assume that he never, like, stopped Sarah Silverman. I'll assume that that part was not accurate. But I, like, I really liked, you know, obviously hearing about, like, what his thoughts were on on OJ and his firing. And I, I that, like, that, to me, that's fascinating. And I appreciated that he listed the 25 best ever weekend update jokes and 24 of them were his. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Because, <laughs> yeah, one of the chapters was just him reading the 25 best weekend update jokes of all time. And the first one was Chevy Chase, and then the other 24 were all from him. Oh, wow. Damn, I missed that. 
I mean, it's like a 17 hour book. I mean, what do you want? <laughs> okay. Um, so let's see here. I'm going to share my screen. Uh, where the hell is this? Hold on. Come on. There we go. Okay, so this is a excerpt from the audiobook. It's just two minutes, uh, and it's Norm MacDonald talking about Canada. Nice. It was such fun to be back in Canada, my true home strong and free. I was born in the great white north, and I remain to this day a Canadian citizen and will till the day I die. And I'll tell you why. Canada is the country that shaped me, that taught me right from wrong, that turned me from a boy to a man. Also, that American citizenship test is way, way too hard. Trust me, I've tried it quite a few times. But no more. You know the old saying, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice. Shame on me. Fool me thrice. Shame on Adam Egot, pretending to be me and failing even worse. Fool me four times. Shame on the guy behind the desk at the Immigration and Naturalization Office, who said he would see what he could do for a hundred clams, and then said he couldn't do a damn thing, but kept the hundred clams anyway. Fool me five times. Shame on the filthy homeless bum who could rattle off all the presidents in less than a minute, but then the moment I gave him $20 to do the test in my stead, took off running down the street with a whoop and a holler. <laughs> Fool me six times. Shame on me again for threatening to burn down the federal building in New York City if I wasn't given citizenship immediately. There would be no seventh time. Nobody ever accused this old country boy of being stupid. But it turned out to be all for the best anyway. I finally come to my senses. I was born a Canadian, and I'll die a Canadian. And I will forever be proud to count myself a citizen of Canada, the 14th greatest country in the world. <laughs> yeah, I remember that part. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Uh, so, yeah, this is kind of where I struggle to think of how this episode's going to continue because I don't really know what else to say like I like Norm I wanted to talk about a book this season I think that was a tremendous mistake uh, <laughs> so I don't really know what else to add um yeah I, I don't know if um if uh If books didn't put me to sleep so easily, I had more to say. Um, yeah, yeah. Or if, like, just long forms of audio, I should say, because um, someone to know something was very similarly challenging for me. Right. Uh, even Fucked Up was challenging. That was challenging. That hour and a half of of music you had to listen to? Yeah. Um, I don't know why. I just get, like, really tired and just fall asleep. Yeah. But, um, 
Yeah, like the book felt like homework, just like the other po- like that podcast did. So I kept putting it off, and like I honestly didn't even finish. I had like two chapters left before we had to start this. Oh really? Yeah. So you didn't finish? My goodness. I finished the main part, and then like the last part was like the the fake narrative that he does throughout the book with him and that eager guy. Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know what else to say about it. Okay. Well, let's see here. I wish I had more to say. I wish that I had more to say as well. Especially because this is the... You have missed your chance, and maybe it's because we're... Everything is just, like, so wonky and out of order this season. But this is the penultimate episode of CanCon. Oh, it is. That's right. I was thinking about that earlier in the episode. Final thoughts about Norm MacDonald, Brian? My final thoughts are... Rest in peace, Norm MacDonald. So my final thoughts about Norm MacDonald can be best summed up with this. I know you might roll your eyes at this, but I'm so glad that you exist. Oh. Which he doesn't anymore. He's gone. Right. Do you think he met Betty White yet? I was literally about to say he's in hell with Betty White. Ooh, hell. Do you think they're both in hell? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, R.I.P. Betty White. We were going to have her on the pod in a few weeks and... We were, she, yeah. She died, so... Yeah, we're gonna get the fuck out of here. Bye. <laughs> the Zeitgeist Lab Collections Podcast. Hosted by Brian and Alex. Edited by PolySci Alex. Executive produced by Pam Blurry for Itchy Grundle Podcast.